From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and we are getting ready to prepare for the season with a very sweaty Jennifer Lockwood. Jennifer, how's it going this morning? I am great. I am sweaty. I just finished a nice workout with my, my clients here in Mount Hood. It's a beautiful morning. It's always great to get out in the fresh air and get the workout done first thing in the morning before before the heat hits, for sure. That's always fun when it's an early morning in Colorado. I've been up, I've been recording, and yet you've been up uh, the same time and you're an hour earlier than I am. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, my clients get an early start at 5 a.m., so we actually were in the dark. Fortunately, we know the way pretty well, So, um, but it's nice seeing the sun come up over the mountain. Now, you've been skiing up on Hood. You've got your summer series, but tell us about how you really prepare yourself and your clients in the off season, not just to stay fit for now, but uh, to really be prepared for the upcoming ski season, snowboard season. Sure. Sure. Well, you know, it, my preparation starts pretty much May 1st when, when for the most part we come off the snow, even though I have a few days trickled in through the summer. And, but I really take May to, to play in a different way and um, kind of get away from a routine and do whatever feels good for my body, whether it's yoga or going for a mountain bike ride or road bike or just for a walk or a hike. So that's how I usually take May is kind of um, is an active rest month. Um, so uh, that's May. And then June, July, and August is usually spent um, uh more strength training, increasing my strength, and then working on my cardio because my cardio is going to help me be able to ski all day long. So I'll do that. And I, I, for me personally, I have a pretty big emphasis on getting some yoga and some stretching in because I am usually really tight all the time, even when I routinely do <laughs> yoga and stretching. So um, that's something that I put an emphasis on for myself this summer. Um, and along with mountain biking. I love mountain biking, and it's so similar to us skiing down the hill and looking ahead and and taking in the terrain that's coming at us. So um, I love mountain biking. Is there anything that you feel we should, as snow sports enthusiasts and professionals, work on on our bodies um, with the most specific focus. And when you said stretching and yoga, I was just thinking, you know, here I am, uh, I'm very active, aging. And that's kind of the one thing that always slips away from me is forgetting to stretch. Yeah, for sure. Stretching can be monotonous. And, and I think that's most people's downfall. You know, it's also something that for most of us, we there's not a piece of equipment per se that we use to stretch. So there's no like fun toy or something to help us with the stretching. So I find different ways. So I have a great, um, I have a friend that has an online yoga practice. So I use her online yoga, which has a variety of routines that are as short as like 11 minutes and as long as 45. And that helps keep me accountable. So it gives me something to follow. But for my stretching, I do find some tools to use. So I will use the wall 
to help me stretch, which there's some really fun stretches you can do using the wall, which allows your upper body to relax. And for us skiers to really kind of dig into our hamstrings and our glutes. And then also a, a yoga strap or a stretching strap. So I'll integrate those into my stretching. Um, but as far as body parts to focus on, for sure, our legs, you know, our quadriceps, our hamstrings, um, our calves, and um, more importantly, the front of our shin. And um, and if I didn't say our glutes. And and then a lot of people do have some some back issues so back is never anything to ignore so those are the areas that I tend to focus on um so I guess the last one that I would focus on is opening up our chest because we'll tend to ski just a little um round shouldered and um so our our chest muscles can get pretty tight so just even laying on the floor and opening up our arms on the ground where should we go to get some information on doing stretching correctly? You know, I stretched when I was in gym 40 years ago in PE. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, for me, like I said, I search out, um, you know, uh, in, in this case, my, my friend Bronwyn Eisen, she, her online yoga, she is a certified qualified yoga instructor that's putting out um, online programs. So, you know, just like we look for a certified instructor to ski with, I look for those things when I, when I'm looking online for programs. Um, I do for, for myself, I have, um, or for my clients, I have an online ski conditioning program and it has stretching routines built into it. And so it'll have a video and it'll show you how to do it. So and then you have the whole routine to follow. So those are things I look for, but just like we would encourage people when they come look for a ski instructor, when you look for these online programs, look for certified trainers um, and or yoga instructors that are putting out this information so Jennifer, let's get into the importance of strength training, power training, conditioning. Um, you know, it's so simple to get a gym membership and go in and just use it a couple of times and not go back. Um, what are some things we can do to really make this a part of our daily routine? Huh. That's, that's such key. I think um, finding a program something that you're going to do that is time inefficient and effective. I know for my myself in the ski industry and for a lot of my clients and fellow ski instructors out here in the Northwest, we have full-time jobs and then, and we're ski instructing on a part-time basis. And then, you know, for those across the country that may be full-time instructors, you don't have a lot of time. And so getting the most bang for your butt, so, you know, I think if you can stay within a 30 to 45 minute time frame on a workout, um, that helps people stick with it. But then you have to be really efficient with your time and make the most of your workout. And so that's why people need to think about training sooner than uh, two weeks before Thanksgiving. Because <laughs> <laughs> to get in those short, quick workouts, you kind of you have to have those workouts progress over time. Just as if you if you had a never ever skier, you're not going to throw them up on a black diamond run. You're going to start them down, you know, on your beginner terrain um, in the carpet area, and then move them up to your your green circle 
runs, etc. You want to do the same with the workouts. So um, I start, you know, like I said, we start in the summer, um, but then as we get closer and closer to the season, we start working in what you start talking about, the um, more specific strength training, adding in the power component, because bottom line is skiing is a power sport. So you got to have some strength training and you got to have some speed, agility, and quickness into that workout as well to get that power built in. So it's so progression in, within your workouts and keeping them short and, and efficient and time effective, I think, are keys for people, whether they're in a gym or whether they're doing it at home. And I don't want to get way too far ahead of ourselves here, but how about maintaining this during the season? Because just having repetitive movements, repetitive movement patterns, um, after a while, you can kind of get into a rut and maybe uh, feel like, well, I'm going to be in, in shape because I'm, I'm out skiing or riding every day. But uh, you really need to mix it up a bit, don't you? Well, yeah, and I think that's uh, a lot of people think, oh, I trained, it's ski season, now I'm skiing to, you know, and that's going to keep me in shape. But you still want to keep a solid base of what you've just built up, that the power, your agility, your quickness, your balance. And so maybe you're not going to train as often. Uh, my clients, I recommend they do three days a week, so every other day, um, leading into the season. That might back off to two days a week, but you got to spread those days out. So instead of doing your strength workouts Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, um, when you drop down to two, you spread that second day a little further out. So Monday and Thursday is a good split. Um, and I like that because it gives people Friday off. They're heading to the mountain to work for the weekend. So that's my recommendation. Got to get two days in a week. And you, Jennifer, what is your background in, in health and fitness? Yeah, so I have an exercise science degree um, from Oregon State. And then from there, um, just like in the ski industry, I have a multitude of training certifications. Um, I have one with the American College of Sports Medicine and one with the American Council on Exercise. And then, and then a lot of fitness equipment companies, like a lot of skiers are familiar with the BOSU ball when you go and learn how to use that piece of equipment, they often have certifications. So I have a multitude of certifications with, <laughs> with equipment. And then we have to maintain our continuing education as well, just like we do um, with PSIA. So, um, you know, every two years I accumulate so many um, educational credits to stay, stay up to snuff. So Jennifer, I'm curious. Uh, I have a cycling coach. She lives in California and we train over email. She looks at my power files and everything and then sends me my workouts and it's great. It's like having a coach right here. Do you also, you said you have an online uh, training program. Is that available to people across the country? Yes, absolutely. That is available to people across the country. Um, so, uh, Yes, by all means, and that is available to PSIA members at a 40% discount. And because I want it, my goal is to help the busy people in our industry get fit and athletic for the ski season and, and, and train the right way 
um, to make the most out of their day. So that is available. So I have clients that use that program, some that also do just like you with your cycle coach, get a little bit of accountability coaching with me um, with that program. Um, so yeah, for sure it's available. And what's great about it is people can do it anywhere. They can do it at their home. They don't have to be gym based, but if they are that they can take it there, if they're travel a lot, they can take the program with them, which I think is key. If the, if the program is convenient, people will do it. So Jennifer, what should people look for in a trainer? Um, I'm really trying to find someone right now who, I can work with who I can feel motivated by again kind of the the relationship I have with my cycling coach um, she's someone who I can work with I do feel very accountable to her uh, as well as to myself and I really like that extra little bit of motivation what is something that we can look for uh, in someone that's going to guide us in our preparation for the season that's such a great question. Kind of a loaded question. Everybody's different. So, you know, what I'm going to look for may be entirely different than you're going to look for in in a trainer. But I definitely look for somebody who's going to listen. Are they listening to you and the things that you like to do and the goals that you have? And um, and also your time frame and your time, time commitment. So days and, and then the time you can actually set aside. Are they listening to that and putting together a program that best suits you. And um, so that's something that I look for. I I do feel it's important um, to look at their credentials. Um, Have they worked with a certifying body? Um, That just lets you know that what they understand what, how to put together a safe program for you and that it's progressive. Um, So I'm, you know, I'll look, not everybody will have an exercise science degree, but that's one thing I look for. And then um, a, a national certifying body, which for us is PSIA. Um, in the uh, training world, it could be um, the American Council on Exercise, American College of Sports Medicine, the National Strength and Conditioning Association. There's a, a number of them out there, but those are some things that I look for when I'm looking for a trainer. But then, you, you know, you're interviewing them. Just as much as they're interviewing you and finding out about you, um, you know, see what they like to do, what things are important to them um, to try to get that perfect fit. So also, let's kind of focus on uh, some of the parts of our bodies that we really need to be working on. We were talking about flexibility and something that you've mentioned when we haven't had the recorder on is the ACL Strong program. Absolutely. So I um, invested in that program last fall. Of course, I was coming off a catastrophic leg injury. I had a, a fractured fibula and tibial plateau and a fractured foot. So strengthening that knee area was really important to me last year. So um, took that program and Dr. Leslie has put together such a simple, easy to follow four week um, ACL strong program. And again, it uses minimal equipment. Um, you can do it in your home. You can do it in a gym. And I think it's a perfect fit. It's a great program to do in August because we're still building our foundation for our sports conditioning, which should really ramp up after Labor Day weekend. So I think that ACL strong program is perfect fit for, um, 
early preseason conditioning and will set somebody up to then get more um, specific to skiing in the power, speed, agility, and quickness realm, which is where our focus should shift to in the fall. And so that's a primary, we think of knee, I think back is another big thing, you know, and a lot of people here, you need to have a strong core. We need to have a, definitely need a strong core for skiing. But then the next statement people follow is, so they do a lot of abdominal strengthening exercises. And really the breakdown is in people's lower back. If your low back is weak, you need to strengthen the low back, not continue to strengthen the front side. <laughs> so, so planks are a great thing. Um, any form of plank, whether you're on your elbows or on your hands, um, and uh, laying flat on your stomach, resting your chin on your hands, and doing a two-leg lift will sneak into the lower back glute area and then keeping your feet down in that position and trying to raise your chest and your sternum up off the ground I call those supermans those are two exercises that'll kind of focus in on more um, the back area and then we do want to spend some time working on our abdominal strength but not lying on our back because guess what we're not skiing on our back (laughs) we're skiing hopefully on our two feet so finding ways to train your core muscles while standing up and that's where a trainer can really come into hand uh, or come in handy is that they can help you find ways to strengthen those muscles while standing up or you can do them in like a plank position you're on your hands and toes and can you bring a knee to a nose kind of a mountain climber position can you cross that knee under the body to the opposite wrist or pull it up to the same same knee same wrist so being either on your hands and toes or on your feet for core for abdominal training much more specific and um, beneficial for skiers anything to say in conclusion jennifer you know i think what what i really want people to get out is although road biking and mountain biking in my case and and pure strength training are are important components to ski conditioning there are components we should be working on in the summer but if people really want to make a change in their skiing if they want to ski more challenging train if they want to get better at bumps if they want to be a little more quick on their feet in the trees they've got to start training some power they need some quickness agility and speed and for sure always always working on balance training and um at while you're balancing adding some movement to it those are things that should be added into somebody's program september october november leading into the ski season and that's what i really want to help people do and then make it time efficient 30 to 45 minutes every other day so that they'll stay consistent so they're really ready to to jump into the ski season ski season on the first day and my motto for people is get fit ski hard and have fun and where can people go to get some more information about you jennifer they can go to www.peakskiconditioning.com Jennifer Lockwood, thank you so much for joining us right after a heavy workout and making some coffee. Awesome. Thanks so much, George. From the PSI ASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Thanks so much for listening to First Chair.